are listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of Three Bears in a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay! Yay! Colin Yay. is back. I'm back from my worldly adventures. For, yeah, I've been off for a month, man. I know, I was in Spain and I've been working lots of back shifts and stuff like that, but I'm back now. So but I'm, weirdly we've not got a Barry today. There's no Barry, no, we were hoping for the Three Amigos, yeah. the Three Musketeers, the Three Bandoleros, but... But now that I haven't seen you and Barry in the same room for about a month, now I'm beginning to think one of you's killed the other, the other, and then you're now pretending to be the <laughs> other one, but I don't really know what way <laughs> it's going to go. Mission Impossible, yeah, yeah. rip off <laughs> yeah. mask. You're either Barry in a Colin mask or Colin was a... Barry mask. Barry mask, yeah, I'm not really sure how it's working. Both got a bald head, so. Exactly, it doesn't take much, it's just a beard, that's all it takes. So, rather than I'm an adjective, we're a Joe. Joe again, but this is good, this is where it began, so I'm happy, I'm happy it's a Joe. Um, so when I get back the Raven as we always are a very quiet Raven it's very quiet but we did have some hailstorm yeah some fucking biblical weather it really. was proper like day after tomorrow weather for big, big fat hailstones <laughs> um, and it was like, warm outside though yeah um, and then we happened to walk across a, a tarmac road that was steaming yeah, as well and it was very kind of woke oh, very is, apocalyptic for a yeah, for a early September evening in Glasgow. Just waiting for Mel Gibson to pop up by Maxdale and fucking... I was thinking more well, Jake Gyllenhaal coming to save us, but then um, it's the way my mind works. Yeah, I'd rather Mel. I'd rather Mel, but I'm, I'm just saying... <laughs> or he might just help us and... Yeah, it's true. You could call us sugar tits and move on. <laughs> um, what are you drinking today? Coke. You're still on the Steve Still, still, still on the Coke. Um, not, not because I'm off alcohol, it's because I'm, I've had experience with alcohol. When you're on holiday? No. Well, on Friday night at home, I had, I had three beers, three mega bottles of beer. And I felt terrible Saturday. What were you drinking? Just a bottle of Hobgoblin and a couple of generic kind of 4% lagerie. Are these things. the ones that someone bought you for a birthday about a year and a half no, ago? No, no, no. no. Fresh out of the day. I felt terrible. I, I was floored for the full day the next day. After so three beers? Yeah, so I'm a bit <laughs> tempted. You're a bit right now. But I was reading online and they say like, like kind of smaller people sometimes can be like, more affected and I'm yeah. like quite small I have noticed that, like I've lost a little bit of weight recently and I've noticed that I, my capacity for what I can drink now has already diminished yeah it like, is I mean, so they um, drinking coke just now. yeah just uh, yeah, you got to slow down I'm scared I, yeah. Richard you're drinking something that intrigued the fuck out of me I am drinking it's called Mongozo Mangozo Mon- yeah. is it Mongozo Mongozo and it's a mango version it's of that mango beer I'm assuming Mongozo must be the um, the brewer because I can't really see anything else that indicates it's somebody else so we're going to go with Mongozo as a brewer and it's just their mango and it's it's lovely actually it's, it's quite nice it's a wee bottle it's, it's, it's quite a little bottle yeah, but it's, it's nice um, you look like a giant I, d- I look like a giant but I won't hold it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's, it tastes a little bit like kind of like a desperado almost no, can you taste the mango in it? Yeah, you can taste fruit in it. I'm not really, I don't really know what a mango tastes like. Do you know what? I love mango. <laughs> I can't mango's. honestly tell you what a mango tastes like. Really? Mango's, oh, mango's good. You eat mango. Mango's really I'll eat nice. some more mango. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's actually really nice. I, I kind of feel like I want to buy you mango now. Yeah, buy a mango. I will. Um, buy you a mango. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm assuming I will like mango. I like fruit generally. But um, yeah, so I'm drinking because it, it, only because the name made me interested. Yeah. But they do apparently do a few of them. They do Mongozo banana, which does not appeal to me at no, all. I've had banana, banana before. Beer's not, didn't yeah. like it. Um, Mongozo coconut. No, Again, no, Mango seems the one I thought that seems the one I can probably go yeah. for. Um, but yeah, it is a vegan beer as well. I think most beers now are vegan essentially. Do you have meat and beer? Well, you do actually get some meaty beers. <laughs> yeah. Beer. yeah, I'm sure. Bacon beer. You get bacon beer, don't you? That's the thing. You do get bacon beer, yeah. And I'm looking at the menu, so there's a few here that are like have not got that on it. So like the sh- wait, no, well, we fucking rewind back to vegan beers, right? Okay. Hold, hold on a minute. Beer, right? The ingredients of beer, if I'm not fucking mistaken, are water, yep. barley, oats, oats and hops. Perhaps. Yeah. It's not all beer vegan. Yeah, that's, but, what was, that very well, that's what I was saying. Like most beer, most beer will be vegan, but then if you put something else in it to give it a certain flavour, it won't be vegan. So I'm looking at the menu they've got here just now. For example, the first world problems and radical road—they're not vegan, so there must there's be something in that. That came in cow or something. Something like that. Strangely, neither is the chauffeur off from grapefruit. It's not vegan either. Any so. vegans out there who can shed light on yeah. this mystery? Sorry for insulting you, but um, enlighten me, please. Yeah. I'm, I'm confused as to what some beer that makes it not vegan. Yeah. Tiny Rebel, Stay Puff, not vegan. William Pearl, Joke and IPA, not vegan. Stay Puff sounds like it's maybe sugar puffs. Look, you would like it. The logo is the um, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Is it? But I, think, I think it's from what I remember seeing. It's, it's a dark beer, and like I, I think I'd be wasted on me. Like I purely would be buying it only for the label. Who would win in a fight? Stay Puff Marshmallow Man or Honey Monster? If you scaled the Honey Monster up. Good it's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one because yeah, obviously yeah. the opposite is stay puff, but then 
They're a lot of cuddling, I think. I think, I think they're just Hug. hugging free yeah, every friend with each other. Yeah, and then yeah, I can't see them. But if push comes to shove, stay puffed. I think so. Yeah, he, you see, see the hang on his face when he gets hit by the... I think Harry Lawrence is quite a hefty big bastard though. Yeah, but you're, you're putting them to skin the same size. It's still okay though. Yeah, and I think they're out for as well, yeah, so okay, so <laughs> we're going to be there a rabbit hole there. <laughs> uh, but since you've not been with us for the last month, I'm going to very quickly go through everyone we've seen it. You can give me just a rating. I don't want to hear any big discussion on it. Just Unless it's really important. Uh, one discussion. So the last thing you were with us was in episode 57. That was back in July. So yes, yeah, so, September, folks. So things we've watched that you've since not talked about. Yeah. So Extinction on Netflix. Never seen it. Never seen it. That's fine. Towel on Netflix. Shay. Would you out of ten? Two. Seriously? Yeah, <laughs> fucking dreadful. I give it a six. Um, Robin Williams, Come Inside My Mind, the documentary. No, seen it. Not seen it yet? Very good. Watch it. I know, I've looked. I've been to it. I will. Hotel Transylvania 3? No. Not seen it? Tell, tell, I liked the first two. This one looks terrible. Yeah, I thought yeah. the kids were dragged on to see it. The, the no, they, I only wanted it, but I think I was like, no. Oh, There's a line. You pulled, you pulled rank on that oh, one. Totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Um, Ant-Man the Wasp? Liked it, I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, that's what we made me buy it for that as well. Yeah. Um, Teen Titans? Oh, desperate to see it. Didn't I, see I it. would give it a 10. Anyway. Yeah, you would anyway. fucking love the um, show. Equalizer 2? No. Didn't see it? No. Oh, oh, shame. Is it as good as the first one? Slightly below. Yeah. But Fine. Denzel's still good on it. Denzel's good. It's a lot of fun. Um, Brigsby Bear, who watched this one? No, that's on now TV, but. Yes, it's on what? I got it in Sky, yeah. Is it good? I liked it didn't love it as much as I wanted to love it there was right. something missing from it it's still very good but okay. you feel like you're going to be pushed a little bit further yeah. um, what have you got what have you got um, oh, the Meg love the Meg 8 out of 10 <laughs> fun fun fun, fun. Um, although I heard Stephen wasn't really happy with how Ed ended up after they cut it and all that I think I, it was a different movie that he thought he yes, was making definitely. to the actual film I think I, it was kind of rated it right down and kind of took out the blood and stuff I like think that, you can so. see that in the film it's definitely yeah. a tonal problem with it yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Darkest Minds I've seen it I've seen it uh, The Festival no I've seen it Loving Vincent no Lake Father no no I've not seen it what did Christopher Robin no no Spy Who Dumped Me yeah what do you think of that seven Fair enough. Six and a half, seven. Yes, we give it. Yeah. Um, alpha? No, I've watched the Alpha. Yeah, we give it a seven. Um, and that's us? That's us up today. That's us, but that's all the stuff we'll be talking about at length. There's other stuff in there. Cool. Um, that's not too bad. I've not missed, not missed too bad. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, is, this is the type of year I actually quite like because it's getting to the point where there's a lot of stuff coming out. This is like sort of when it gets... All the blockbusters are sort of gone by the wayside and cinemas need to start filling their screens with movies so yeah. you're not seeing like two films a week you're seeing like sort of like five six even seven films coming out at the one time um, so it's, it's, it's for a film geek it's the time to be enjoying the cinema definitely, I definitely kind of different type of viewing different type of yeah. movies it's not all big blockbusters there's a lot yeah. of kind of indie stuff a lot of kind of weirder stuff and it's just it's the time of year I really enjoy yeah. compared to um, uh, summer stuff. it's Ant-Man and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got anything of interest you watched at home you want to mention while we're here? Um, I'm really, really. Well, I've told you about this already. Nurse Jackie. Nurse Jackie, which is a TV show that was um, ran up until about two years ago. I think it's a bit longer ago than that. Yeah. Um, seven seasons it runs for. Right. Okay. Um, um, I've developed season one. Nice. Um, for me to make it through season one, anything is, it's is a testament to how good it is. Yeah. Uh, captivating as hell. Really, really Darkly funny. Darkly, darkly funny. Um, proper anti-hero on it as well. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? You, just, you love her, you hate her, you love yeah. her, you hate her. And it's, it, yeah, it makes you kind of... What's the basic premise of it? This Jackie is... She's not a sociopath. She, she, she works in a hospital um, in America. And she's she gets by by taking drugs. Um, so she's kind of doped right. up and lost. She's like, got a heart of gold. Right. And she'll buck the system to do that. An example being... Um, she's like house, basically. Yeah, kind of. Um, rapist kind of uh, some ambassador rapes a girl um, Nurse Jackie's way of punishing him as he gets his ears kind of bit off by the girl she flushes you down the toilet that, right, okay. that kind of thing right, okay. so that's her sense of justice stuff for that. so she kind of bucked the system to kind of do her own thing um, but you know she's like kind of bitch as well which I mean she's like kind of hard ass as well so it's, you kind of love her but then she'll do things like, she's fucking horrible mm. but then you love her again um, but really really funny and just really dark you know, if you just kind of Seems that you'll cry at almost, right, okay. and then two minutes later, it just flips you right over, and you're, you're kind of you know, laughing at it. But then it gets you thinking as well, though, because there's a lot of kind of moral ambiguity in it as well. Really, really interesting. Really interesting. Edie Falco's in it. She was in Sopranos. Sopranos is her kind of biggest thing. Yeah, she was also in Oz. She was a great actress. She's great actress. Really, yeah. really good. She's got one of those faces as well, you know, that, that just says a lot, but doesn't do a lot. Do you know what I mean? Just everything's in, in the emotion there. It's 
Where's that on? Netflix, Amazon? I'm watching it on just now, Milk and Elsa and Now TV. Okay, um, so it might be on Sky then. If you think Sky and Now TV pretty much. That is the same yeah. thing, so it will be on Sky if you want. I, I would recommend it to anyone. I say I've kind of developed season one, that's moving on to season two, and I'm still enjoying it. Always looking for a good half hour show because a lot of shows now they, they insist on being like an hour long, yeah. and sometimes you don't have the time is, for an hour long. Take your ads out, 27 minutes. Aye, that's what you do. You can chew three or four and not feel tired. Do you, know I mean? you, you don't feel like you're just kind of punching your lips. Whereas the, the lot of shows now, the hour longness of them makes you like it feels like an effort. Yeah, putting, a lot, you're putting time aside to actually And I think them. that's what puts me up watching all that stuff. Do you know I mean it's just like I don't want to sit down for like a 12 episode show is a 12 hour. It's 12 hours Aye, of your life. I've got other shit to do as well, whereas with this you can go home, you know, do your housework, stick on an episode and then like, you can watch one, you can't, you put one on before you go to your bed as well, aye, and, not aye. Have, and not feel you have to and stay it's, up. It's not something you need to watch ten in a row either, mm-hmm. I mean, you aye. don't feel compelled to do that, so good watching, yeah. I would highly recommend it. I will so add it to my list. You will enjoy it a lot. I will look forward to it, I will add it to my list. Um, I've been watching Westworld season two, if we talk about the long ass TV shows. Um, I enjoy season one, season two is a show that you need, you actually do need to binge it. I watched the first two, but I watched one, then I watched two like about, about three weeks later, and was t- thoroughly confused. Then really? I watched yeah. eight, and oh, then I watched something like eight in the space of like a day and a half, and it made a lot more sense. And I think the problem is there's so much is on each episode that if you do leave any time in between them, you're struggling to recall. Is something. it a slog though? Are you enjoying it? Mostly enjoy it. There is a couple of moments when you feel like it could be really tight or edited. It could be really yeah. brought together and made a bit, a bit simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly I'm enjoying it. It's visually very stunning. It looks like it costs a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, I do have a sense of what no way it's going to go. It's kind of the same thing I always have with The Walking Dead or even with Game of Thrones and stuff like that where you go, what's the end game? What's the end game yeah. in this thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I don't even see what the end game, I can't even see a hint of the end game right now. And I'm thinking, going, right, right, you need to give me something to look for. You can't just yeah. keep dragging us on and then throw an end game in, you know, in the final season, you have to give me something. So, But people love it. People I mean, do like a, it, yeah. Any reviews you see about it, I've, I've not heard anyone saying, I, I'm probably the exception that, that I'm the only person I know that's not like that. I, I, can, I, I can honestly, if you see when Tom came to me and said they hated Westworld because they didn't get it, I would totally understand it because there's bits I'm, I work, I'm going, I don't really get some of this either. Yeah. Um, it feels like it's trying to be too smart for smart sake. Um, and because Christopher Nolan effect watching his bros he's right up and produced ah, Robert see. Uh, and there you go Lisa Joy who I think might be not Nolan's wife but maybe his um, Jonathan Nolan's I might be I might be both wrong with that I think they're both like a, a husband wife partner but from that stable alright where yes. you know, let's let's make you feel not as smart as me yeah not yeah. pandering to it and just mm. doing it and then sometimes I think you can tell even the actors don't really know what they're saying they just know that these are the lines wrap them out and we'll make sure it makes sense in post yeah. now I don't know if they've done I don't know if they filmed this episodically over the course of six months or if they've just done it as like one big massive 12 hour script and then they've pieced this thing yeah. together done it. so I'm intrigued to watch it I've got a couple of episodes to go so I'm intrigued to see how it finishes off and it's solid I take it as a third season commissions. I don't know. I don't think it's been confirmed yet because it, it looks fucking pricey. Yeah. Like really expensive. And all these shows, this Game of Thrones, all that, they're all based on the fact that can they sell enough advertising yeah. to make this worthwhile? And if they, if they can, it can be the best show in the world. It can be the greatest show in the world. It can be the most highly acclaimed show in the world. If no one's watching it, and the advertisers aren't willing to pay to be on all side it. They're fucked. They're fucked. Yeah. I think it's safe. Looking at the reviews, and that it seems to have a lot of love. I, I, Again, critical love. I'm not sure how much yeah, love there is coming from the audience wise, so I have I, to I, find I, out. Like it. Maybe one of these ones, though, what they tend to do is you get your kind of first two seasons are strong and then it just Windows. runs out of wind quickly after that. Possibly. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. it, I'm, I'm intrigued to continue on with it. Cool. It's not put me off. Um, also, watch Jigsaw, the, I would say, oh, seventh. Can I feel sorry for you now? Feel a bit sad? The seventh film in the Jigsaw? I've seen Jigsaw. Yeah. In the Saw series. Um, see, honestly, see, for about. I think maybe about 100 minutes long, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. See, for an hour and 20, didn't mind it. It was a, it was what you expect from it. It was, it, was a, it was a basic Saw movie. People were dying in weird ways. That's what Saw's about. That's good. Got to that stupid-ass twist at the end. Oh, my God, utterly ridiculous. And I'm just like, I am terrible. tuned out. It was, they could have, that, that, they didn't, that ending was not relative to that film. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was like, what can we do at the end? I say, fuck it, there you go. It had desperate need to try and tie it together somehow. Yeah. And absolutely. it felt like if you just made it a, you know, a copycat, you'd be totally fine. Fine, but no, it was terrible. Yeah. Fucking awful. Really brought it down in my message. Like, I, I, for the most part, I thought, I can see why people who like this off film like this. It, it's, it chugged along. But I'm a soft fan, and I thought it was... The whole film, really? Shit, it just went over old ground. So we've seen all this shit. That's that did feel like it felt like yeah, over old ground. But yeah. 
I think of people who like soft films but enjoy that yeah. part of it. No, yeah, like not it. at all. Not at um, all. I think the problem is, it's like, how inventive can you get? Because you do get to saturation point. I mean, oh. when you get to the point where you've been so inventive that it's now fantastical, and yeah. that's when it becomes a different movie again. It required too many things to go right or wrong for yeah. things to go off. Like the bit when the guy puts his foot through the... Da- uh, through the Four balls and yeah. tap, like, yeah. you don't know you can do that. Like, yeah. whereas other saw films, like, like the first one, it's kind of pretty kind of like he knows what's going to happen because it's all yeah. there's only really one option. Aye, aye, it's just very contained. Whereas uh-huh. it, aye, this is, I didn't like it. Didn't like it enough. No. Uh, so what, what, what would you give it? Ten? I gave it a six. Wow, can it get it done with the saw things where people from saw films expect? And for that element, I think it's all it, it, it does what it says in the tin. You get a saw movie out of it. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I think I gave it off. And also, I watched The Last Sharknado. It's about time, the final Sharknado film, because for some reason I've got some weird infatuation with I know you like shark films, but. I have no idea why I like this. Why I, don't, I, don't, I don't even like Sharknado. I know. I, I've watched the first one purely because everyone's not going to feel like I need, as a film geek, I have to watch it. <laughs> and now I'm seven films into the fucking thing, you know, it's like. You're an idiot, It doesn't make any sense. It, but again, much like the, the, the Jigsaw film. It's, it is a Sharknado film. Are they, right, so I, I know they're, they're kind of done tongue-in-cheek. Yes. Are they getting better as they go on because of that, because they're no. becoming more and more known, or is it getting worse because of that? I, I think they, they, they purposely want to be as bad as possible. Yeah. Like, they could spend some money and make the CGI better yeah. if they wanted to. Because, like, you've seen, you watch The Flash, you've watched... Yeah. Exactly. You, you, you don't have a massive budget, budget to make something. Oh, right, so... When they do it, they, they know what they're doing, so they're making it that way for that reason. And it's got some very odd cameos in this one. You've got... The least thing of Twisted Sister. D. Snyder? Yes. Okay. You've got the offspring playing pirates. Okay. <laughs> Which very odd as well. I can only assume someone is friends with them on yeah, set. Yeah, let's put him in front of the Yeah, so it's very well, odd cameras. That's <coughs> strange. Who's the leader? Is it anyone? No. Tell me his name. No? No. Yeah. You get Tara Reid, who looks pretty much comatose throughout it, and you can just you can almost see the deadness behind is her eyes. Just her acting style, you're, you're possibly. <laughs> yeah, but she was in American Beauty. Yeah, I guess, but, and yeah. she obviously has she had some talent at one point. Range at some point, like, yeah, and she's done Sharknado. Has she been in all the Sharknado films? I want to say yes. You know a lot about Sharknado. I do know what is Sharknado. Yeah, yeah. I've never ever ever gone to watch Sharknado purposely. Oh. I mean, yeah, I, would, I would blame you. Physically shivered there. I know. Because yeah, wow, well, this. <laughs> Sharknado's... And again, I only watched because everyone was going on about it the first time around, and now because I've seen one, I feel like some rude... You've become an aficionado of Sharknado. Yeah, I don't watch it. I've watched, I've watched a few of them, the Shark Lavalanche and the... Oh my God. Shark Lavalanche. You are fucking funding sci-fi I am funding the sci-fi channel, but I'm... It's on you. It's very annoying. That's why they're making movies like somebody's watching this. It's me. Richards, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one, much the same as Jigsaw, I give it a 6 out of 10, because it does exactly what people want from a Sharknado film. But I think <laughs> they have now realised that the joke has died. The joke for what it was is now it's been too long on it. Is this the last one? They've said so and it does end quite definitively. Obviously it doesn't mean anything in this world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, they seem to they seem to quite content with it ended and I think everyone who's involved in it seems to know this is we've, we've had our fun. So. Yeah. Wait, so when there's one out where a that shark can go to land is or not as well? There's a land shark. Maybe that's one of the yeah, shark the puss as well. I know there's shark. There's almost tempted because of the octopus thing, but I thought, no, I'm no. not going to do it. I'm not giving sci-fi channel to the no, shark pleasure. No. There's um, shark, a shark and an avalanche as well. There's a yeah. shark avalanche or something it's called. There's a lot of them. But yeah, so that's what I've been watching at home. So now we'll move on to the cinema stuff, and there's a lot out of cinema this week that, that we have not got to, so oh, we'll have to... Which I've not seen a lot of, yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll battle through some stuff. So, sure. first one up is The Happy Time Murders. Star and everyone's favourite, Melissa. McCarthy. Yeah. Directed by She's Brian... She's not actually Mr George, she's my favourite Melissa. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd really like Mr George a lot. Who's Mr George? Triangle and um, 30 Days Night. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, this film directed by Brian Henson, who is obviously the son of, of Jim. Jim. Do you um, think Jim would be proud of what his son's doing with a I kind of puppet fact? Or? I think he would enjoy this. Think so. Yeah. Um, so Brian Henson amazingly directed Muppet Christmas Carol, which I yep. think is an absolute... Phenomenal movie. Of a movie yeah. uh, Muppet Treasure Island, which is not as good, but still, still fun. Still yeah. fun. Um, and the plot of this film is set in a world where Muppets and man live as live in the same world. Is it Muppets or is it puppets? It's puppets, right. and not Muppets. Yeah. I like to say Muppets, puppets. Right. Um, 
essentially there's um, a Muppet that's uh, getting murdered, so Muscle McCaffrey the detective he's investigating him. There's another there's a puppet, who's in I can't remember, he's investigating as a, as a PI, and they used to be partners in the, in the, the police force, and they had to leave the police force for reasons. And this is them teaming up again to try and solve the murders. That sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Muss McCarthy's in it. Elizabeth Banks in it as well. Maya Rudolph is in it. Um, Joe McHale popped up in it as well. And all the voices you roll from other like puppetry things are in it. So you recognise all people you know. Um, I thought I thought it was funny. I, I, I enjoyed it mostly. It's, it's, it's a P, it's a fifteen. Right. So it can go pretty. Yeah. Pretty racy, yeah. There's a, there's a very good Muppet sex scene if you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> um, which made me laugh more than I probably should have done. Um, it's not really the cleverest of ideas. You can see every twist and turn coming a mile away. The premise is pretty weak, which I thought you could probably be more complicated because it's not a kids' film. It's yeah. supposed to be for adults, and it's specifically for adults based on what you see in it. Yeah. Um, moves pretty quickly. How long is it run for? I think I would say 99 minutes. It's, it's under 100 minutes. It's, it's moving at pace. And you can see it costs a fair bit. A bit all the money's in the puppetry, so obviously that's quite expensive. You can also tell it's short over a long period of time because pretty much I don't think any major actor in it, apart from Maya Rudolph, who's in a lot of scenes because she plays like sort of the puppet's um, like, uh, secretary. Right. No one else really shares a scene. Right. Like I don't think Melissa McCarthy and Elizabeth Banks are ever on the same scene. Right, okay. They're in the same, the same scene physically, but they're not actually don't actually share any of the real dialogue. Face to face. I think yeah. maybe one moment in it, so you can tell they're shooting this kind of in bits and in parts as, yeah. as people are available. That's how they're going to get a better cast than what we should expect to get for this. And you've shot it quickly yeah. in around LA. You can see that about it. It's well, not not a bad thing. Yeah. They've used, used their money well. Well, I've been reading about. Uh, I don't know if you can confirm or deny these rumours. Is uh, it's. It's not a great film, but McCarthy really takes material and, and pushes it way beyond what it should be. I thought McCarthy is good in it. Yeah. I thought she was fine. But I thought most of the human actors, it wasn't, it wasn't funny enough. Most the, the puppets I found really, I found bits of time very funny. Some of the sight guys are very funny, but yeah. it, just, it didn't have a consistent, just like constant. It, it felt very, it was, like I said, funny throughout. But you're talking, it's not like funny every second. You're talking a good those moments every now and again that are funny to keep you entertained yeah. but it's not laugh a minute yeah. it's laugh every ten minutes which it should be with puppets you should you could, you could have more yeah. yeah and the bits that do make you laugh make you laugh pretty hard like yeah. I said the Muppet sex scene is very funny um, a couple of minutes and it made me laugh my uh, role plays she played her role I think is excellent she, she's really good she's a really good comic timing um, it's who's my Rudolph she, she is uh, Bridesmaids I can't remember that film. She's the one that shits in the street. Oh, right, she's also in Grown Ups. I don't, I don't, don't remember Grown Ups. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, like for 99 minutes, I enjoyed it. I'm really struggling to remember any real jokes in it about an hour after it, so yeah. it's not really going to stay in the memory. Before it is, it's, it's, it's funny. It's done its job, entertained. Entertained for 90 minutes, yeah. and that's all you need to do before. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, six and a half out of ten. It's yeah, not bad for a puppet movie. Oh, was there any special guests in it? Puppets? No. No, I think it's there's none. None at all. Any sneaky wee cheeky nods? No, no. I was going to compare Maybe it to Miss Piggy Boob. No, there's nothing like that actually. Oh, see, that's uh, what I did then. It's like a wee porky boob in there. There was a couple of bits that made me laugh really out loud. I was the only person that laughed at it. I don't know maybe that's about some of the stuff. Yeah. I don't really try to remember it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's solid enough fun, but not not blown you away. Um, so next film out in the list is Black Klansman or Black KKK Klansman. Black Kiki Kiki Kansman by Spike. Spike Lee of Inside Man, Malcolm X, Do the Right Thing, 25th Hour, yeah. all that kind of stuff, you know. Spike, Spike Lee's got some range, he's done some different yes, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the plot of this film is basically a guy, it's in the 70s, a guy joins, a black guy joins the Colorado Police Force, and over the phone he managed to infiltrate the KKK. Obviously, can't meet them, being who he is, so mm. Adam Driver is our detective, they team up, and he becomes sort of like the face of the investigation. And the other guy becomes the voice of this, yeah. and it, the two, between the two of them, they're trying to take down the clan in Colorado and try to expose them to what they are. This is a true story as well. Based on a true story, yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff is true. Um, starring John David Washington, who I didn't know until I watched the film, is Denzel's son. Is it? Uh huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Does it look like he's there? Doesn't he? Doesn't look like him. Now again, he sounds like him. Right. And a couple of times, I'm like, oh, that, that's pure, yeah, Denzel. Can, pure yeah. Denzel there. Yeah. Um, Adam Driver, obviously, as well. Topher Grace is playing. Who's head of the, who's head of the KKK? Grand Wizard. 
Forest Gump's granddaddy? No, it's not. Uh, well, it's not. It's set after that. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, can't I, remember, I don't know. I can't remember the guy's name. That's going to annoy me now. But anyway, horrible, man, horrible person. Horrible man as well. Uh, Laura Harrier plays sort of the, the love interestedness to it. So she's the sort of... Um, and also the Jodie washing his way into the world because he's sort of like a... He's kind of a black man living in that kind of... He's kind of, kind of one of the places he's a black guy living in a sort of a, a white world because he's like he'd been a police officer and things like that. Yeah. So there's a kind of struggle of like identification and race and can you be in the police force and also be for white power and stuff like that. So there's that, that kind of thing in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love this film. It is a fantastic piece of cinema from Spike Lee. Yeah. Like from the very start, it is brutal. Um, David Duke is who Topo Grace plays. That's the, the kind of the KKK. Um, Brutal as in well, violent. Violent at times, also. The, the use of language in it is so tough to hear sometimes, but you realise that is what people do. Right. Yeah. It felt real. And also, it's very satirical, and they're using phrases that are now getting used again yeah. by very high power people. They realise like, that phrase is not a good phrase. You know, like yeah. they, use, they use America first, they use make America great again, you know, stuff that was basically has been used. Yeah. Very recently in the, in the press, and then by Donald Trump, the Trump the most powerful man in the world, world yeah. yeah, yeah, to get that kind of stuff. So, because of that, it's very satirical. Cast are all fantastic, um, particularly Topher Grace, actually. I was going to ask how, because Grace is hit and miss, he, he, he is. really is. He, he's made some bad choices, and then at times he's good. I was going to ask how was he. No, I joined him immensely. I thought he was yeah. very good at his role, yeah, because he plays. He's a guy, like David Duke was a guy who tried to bring some sort of, like, I'm going to say, like a family friendly or a friendliness to the clan, you know. The, the, Trying not to photograph wearing the the hood and the cloak yeah. and to try and be like like you know we're just we're not racist we just like white rights or something yeah. it's like you know racist you know that's, yeah. that's what it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't you know regardless how you say it racist uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the only weakness I could really find in it was Lee is a little bit in love with these performers and that he could tighten this film up it, it, it does come in over two hours right. two hours and fifteen I think it is it's script wise or there's a like just there's a moment when um, the main guy John David Washington goes to watch a, a speech being given by like a Black Panther radical and you've seen this kind of scene before it's like he's in front of like a room of students giving it the, the full yeah. gusto under someone to see a Malcolm X type scene and it goes on for about ten minutes, and you've got what you need from it after five. Sooner, yeah. So, but again, I get why he's on it because every point he's making is relevant, and the performance he's given is excellent. So he wants to enjoy that. He wants to keep with it. Yeah. But from a narrative point of view, I think you could have maybe trimmed that down into something a bit smaller. It was to move the movie along. It's yes. Not, yeah. uh, but other than that, I think I think it's probably one of my favourites of the year so far. Is it funny? It's very funny. But it's very funny in a way sometimes they're talking about shit and you go like, oh my god, that's, that's, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. At one point they're talking about um, some, uh, one of the guys lately is out a way how David Duke could become president of the United States. And the movie goes like, there's no way America would ever elect a racist person to be president of the United States. And you're like, yeah. oh, my, oh, oh, no. oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the film ends by like, sort of it merges the, um, a scene of sort of like 1970s violence and it merges into sort of the stuff that happened in Charlottesville and Ferguson and things like that mm. and you realise that there's the only thing the only reason the only thing you notice is different is the clothes yeah everything else it's clothes a, and iPhones yeah. that's pretty much it it's all exactly the same shit yeah. and it's exactly the same people who are doing it just dressed differently and you're like oh yeah. you're like fuck we not, not us but well, yeah. us to an extent as well but like there's been no progress. There's been very little progress. Yeah. Every every moment of like you know every Black Lives Matter thing, there's a, 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 a you're hoping makes a difference, but it really doesn't seem to be making a big enough difference. And you can see that. Yeah. And Lee is very aware of that. And Lee knows that from an important film he makes, and he's he's trying to push that on people. You know, because like the opening scene is, is Alec Baldwin talking about the Klan as I think a Klan spokesman, and it's just the language they're using is just, it's horrible, horrific. Yeah. But you know, for the time, that is not only. True. It's probably still true now that people do feel like that. Yeah. And there's a bit in it where um, the actor who played um, the main guy and he was saying this is a bit upset the most was the bit when guys are taking pot shots at like shooting targets and the targets are like sort of very racist depictions of black men running away. Yeah. So it like, has like the, you know the stuff you see in like Gollywogs yeah. and that kind of, that kind of thing. And Spike Lee told him after it was well, it's not before about to shoot the soon he goes we didn't make them like we we bought them like online. Upset. Yeah, so it's like you know, 
it's really horrible yeah. and I think you're watching it and it, it had this, the, the ending of the film had much the same impact as when we saw Spotlight right when you walk out just into you walk out into silence people there's everything just it's just it's just in your brain man and you're dealing with that shit and you yeah. can't we, we take it to go see something else after and I'm like going I'm just, you know, I, I don't want to go see anything else after I just want to go home it's, is this going to is it going to clean up at the Oscars it's, there's a possibility uh, is it going to have enough of an impact to change the, the, the kind of race issues with the Oscars I mean the Oscars seem to be trying to do that it's now you know they're yeah. nom- nominating they're trying to even, yeah. you know, almost, it's, like, it's almost like they're trying to be almost positively racist by pushing films that we, that we don't deserve it yeah. you know remember the big thing they're pushing that film that we hated then Buffalo Nation mm-hmm. the, the reboot yeah. re- yeah. and pushing that like, like, so like do you it. find this is going to make a difference oh, I mean, yeah. oh. hopefully but then after that but Detroit and Detroit didn't really make you know, a great film but never really yeah. people still interesting, beat. Yeah. Yeah. interesting but could do well at the Oscars I think Lee might be in for a shout for director because it's a fantastic directed film possibly screenplay as well I wouldn't be surprised if Topher Grace maybe got a support actor well not maybe, maybe a bit of an outside bet but definitely never been, be- never been, never been better be um, and there's a possibility that Washington could possibly get a, a best actor nod as well I'm I think again, 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 outside bet, but possible. Yeah. Definitely possible. Cool. He's, he's clever, Spike Lee. He's a smart director. Oh, Spike Lee's a smart yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's always telling you something. He's always, there's always a message there. Always. Yeah. What's interesting is that probably, this is probably he's returned to mainstreamness. Because like, ever since maybe think Inside Man the last time done, it's probably like a proper mainstream hit. Because mm-hmm. um, we saw Old Boy, but that came and went very quickly. Yeah. Um, we want, we've filmed before this thing. When you think about it, oh it's a strange film for yeah, Spike Lee to make, isn't it? It is. You're like, what has happened um, here? Yeah. He's done a film recently called Shyrak, which I thought was an amazing film. They get absolutely no release here. I had to go and see it on Netflix, but it's a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seems to like, this seems to be like a, it, is a, it does seem very odd, a studio film, but it is yeah. very much a studio film. And he's, and he's getting, it's, getting, it's an audience cinema now for three weeks, so that tells you it's actually getting. People, people watching it, yeah. and it's what a big enough people. And there's promotion behind it. You see it on buses. You see the posters out. You see, so it's it's getting promotion. It, it does feel like a very important movie. Yeah. It's something that should be watched. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so definitely, if you get a chance to watch it, it's excellent to see. I will try. I want to see it. I've just no, it's just time just now to yeah. see anything. But no, it's, it's on my to do list. To watch list. Out of ten, sir. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. And no, the only thing bring it down is I thought it could have been slightly tighter. Right. Yeah, that's really awesome. Cool. That's all it was. I'm impressed. I like that one. Yeah, I do. Uh, next film is one you have seen. Oh. It's called Searching. Searching, yes. Um, directed by Anish Chaganti. It's her debut feature. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plot of this film is uh, John Cho, who plays a, a dad, daughter goes missing. Yep. Um, and basically him trying to find his daughter. Yeah. Um, with the help of the police, with the help of her friends, family, um, and media. The, the twist on the film is you're basically seen it all through his laptop or laptops. Laptops, um, cameras, uh, yeah, everything's done looking at on a screen. Each screen, yeah. yeah, you're not yeah. seeing yeah, I don't no, think there's any scenes at all that aren't. No, it's not, it, it does yeah. stick to conceit, it does it keeps with that for the whole yeah, film. Absolutely. Um, since I've talked too much today already, what do you think of this one? Loved it. You liked Apart it? Apart from the ending. The last ten minutes we killed it. Um, but rewind back to the, the, the for most of the film. Yeah, um, John Cho. I've, I, I like John Cho a lot. Um, John Cho, for people that maybe not know who he is, is um, and Harold and Kumar. He's Harold. He, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not Kumar. No, he's Harold. He's, he's, he's Harold. Yeah. He's, he's, Harold. he's Harold. I knew he's Harold or Kumar. I don't know what it was. Well, he's, he's Harold. Um, he's Harold. And he's also Mr. Sulu and yes. the Star Trek yeah. as well. He's a really good actor. Um, I've kind of always. Kind of liked him, even when he's doing Harold Kumar when they're not being, you know, goofballs. It's just kind of serious. He has got a bit of about him, yeah. He can yeah, do something. D- definitely. Um, he's a really, really good actor. I'm, I'm a huge fan of this taking technology and, you know, making it into serial movies now. Mm-hmm. Um, even with things like Tangerine, which was shot on iPhones. iPhone, yeah, yeah. Um, the other one that you didn't like was Unfriended. Terrible. Which was all done via Skype. And, I, I was really interested in that and, and I thought it was well done and I think this is well done it's like every scene is either through his laptop camera looking at him or yeah. through an iPhone yeah. or you know through CCD there's nothing that isn't and it's, it's seamless but that, that's through the world now that, that is pretty much what my kids do, do you know what I mean is they're on their phones all the time on their laptops yeah. talking to their friends and I think it's, it's acknowledging that you know things are different now and if, you, if your kid did disappear do you know what I mean it's like 
that would be your first stop shop that's going there. Totally, I mean, I think what it did do is, it's an interesting concept. I thought it was pretty well executed until the last 10. Yeah, yeah. But what I found most interesting is what the what probably you have more fear of this as well, because you've got a kid who's maybe not far off the age of the, the daughter. The daughter. Yeah, yeah. How much do you actually know about your kids? Yeah. It's like if you were to try and name five of your kids' friends right now, could you rattle them off very quickly? Probably not, no. Yeah. No, you know they have friends, or you hope they've got friends, you yeah. hope they're okay, but you're like, when you think about it, I don't know what they do for like seven hours a day, because they obviously go away. Go online and do shit. And the thing is, and we can all do it to an extent, is when you go online, you kind of get your freak on a bit. Oh. It's like when I go on Twitter, you know, you, 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 all, you almost become a caricature of yourself. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You, you kind of say dumb shit that, you know, you, you wouldn't normally say and stuff mm. like that. And, just, just even things like that, do you know what I mean? So there is this whole world that people live in, out with real life, it's, it's, it's in a phone, it's in a computer. And it's the idea of like the, the, you know, the separate self, there's a self you show your family, the self yeah, you show your yeah. work, the self you show the internet, you know, there's different and, and definitely, I think, you know, this type of cinema, right, this movie, but I think it's it's not a genre that's coming out, but it's, it's definitely a style, do you know what I mean? It's, I, and it's starting to embrace and catch up, and I think it needs to. Well, I think you'd probably say this is definitely, I would say, a, a far more... Um, Competent movie than Unfriended, which I thought it was a real struggle to watch. Yeah. This didn't, I didn't look at my watch too often in this one, I felt like I was engaging in it mostly. Um, I didn't like all the acting, I thought, and I think this is probably a fault, maybe not the, maybe not the director, but the actors generally. Like, for the most part, no one's acting against anyone other than a camera. Yeah. yeah. There's not much to go off, so it's, it, maybe they're starting like, to know, know how big or small to make the performance. And there's a couple of times yeah. you see, because um, Deborah Messing has a role as a detective in this, yeah. she doesn't know where to go bigger or go small with it, and it seems like they're struggling with that a little bit because they've not got the. That kind of, that, that's one of the directors probably had to go like, okay, you need to bring this down. Lorraine had mentioned, um, she's seen it with us, that she felt at times some of the acting was really under par about amateurish, and the way I tried to explain it made me sound like a complete idiot. I'm mm-hmm. an idiot, maybe. But, I kind of liked that because you're looking at something through a realistic point of view if it's a camera on this person. Yeah. And I think at times it wasn't amateur acting, but it definitely wasn't, you know, fucking Oscar worthy. No. And I think at times that almost adds to the realism. I don't know if it's it's obviously not meant to, yeah. but it almost adds to realism as when you're watching, you know, a slice of life from a camera and the person's they're acting but it's like you know they're, they're acting bad but it's almost like they're not acting they're just, that, do you know what I mean so put a yeah. camera at me I'm not an actor it's no, going no. to look you know amateur but they are acting yeah. do, you know, do you know what I mean no, I, I get you saying but crazy, for, for me the performance it, it did take me out a little bit like, certainly not so much John Cho but so def- a few times he was mugging it a bit I mugging it up but yeah, yeah. Deborah messing I thought you just didn't really know how the tone of it some of the tones yeah. were just fucking wild all over the place yeah. I didn't ever understand I, I wasn't ever convinced her. She, she plays a cop in it yes I was never convinced that she kind of understood a cop's role uh-huh. like, are you, do you know what you cop I, I kind of never felt like she was a cop but then I suppose the end of the movie is that is that why or am I looking but then she, she is supposed to be a liaison officer for like people she's yeah. specific to think of people who disappear so maybe that's nice so she maybe works different yeah, ah, yeah. Um, but yeah overall I think it was okay I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would I went in with pretty low expectations to it so a little bit um, out of 10 we're going to give it out of 10 I, I would give it a 7.5 and 8 I'd give it a 6.5 it's getting and, and still getting rave reviews like, um, I was just kind of as I do, as we all do, you kind of go and try and find people that review you um, on IMDb and stuff like that. And the, the amount of kind of nines and tens it's getting is it's, fucking insane. It's not getting too much negative press. Yeah. People, because a lot of these films do it, like, Unfriendly got some horrible reviews, yeah. in my opinion, rightly so. Yeah. Um, but this film is not no really. It's, it is a, it's an engaging our story, and, people, and for the, the kind of podcast generation that we are now, it almost feels like a a, a podcasty type movie. Yeah. Degree, degree, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. You're uncovering evidence. You feel like you're uncovering evidence with the guy. It's the same thing. It's literally times when it's a screen with a mouse on it clicking yeah. and stuff. And, and you'll love it. Uh-huh. It's so familiar to yeah. you as well. You're in a comfortable place, but it's like, oh, you know, fuck. One thing that really annoyed me, again, I was bitching to about this, is there's a point, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, right? Because I won't. Um, but there's a point in the movie where he has to yeah, he has to access his daughter's accounts. Yes. Um, and he tries to access like a fucking YouTube account or something, mm-hmm. and he clicks forgot password, and like boom, instantly you know he's back in. Right. I've I've been locked out of a Hotmail account 
for eight years now, <laughs> right? And, and I've done that shit, and you, that, that's not how it works. The, the fuckers don't just no man, it's bullshit. I've been trying to get sick, I can't get it. That, that annoyed me. I'm like, no, fuck that's you, not how it works. No, it's not how it works. Bullshit. These fuckers want to know fucking your mother's fucking mother's maiden name and what fucking <coughs> size of shoes she wore, man. That's bullshit. I'll be that. I'll admit you're all for it. But it's um, what I was going to say as well is I suppose this is like the the, the kind of the child of. Cloverfield now, isn't it? Because Cloverfield was, you know, that, that's so. kind of what that started. Yeah, and like it's an embracing of the, like we, films are made about the world that they exist in, and of course, you know, everyone right now is essentially looking at screens. So yeah. it's it only a matter of time before this becomes more prevalent. It's, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. I'm really intrigued by this style of cinema. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see what, what else can it do. Yeah. I mean, I don't really see how it can do it all on something like this. I mean, you can't really do an action movie like this, really, can you? Oh, what hardcore Henry, I guess. Kind of, sort of like almost, you know. But it's all kind of. There is this. There's got to be this melting point in there. Like, I want, yeah. I'm, I'm interested, man. I want to see what's in this pot and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Like, better than I thought it would be. Still, I don't think it's. It's not a perfect film, but better yeah. than I thought it would be. Um, the, the, the biggest thing I think me, you, and Lorraine all felt was the, the last ten minutes. Just, yeah. You know, it just was. See, but then at the point where I said before, I was talking about the confession. Yeah. What an amazing film that would have been. It would been a better ending yet. Yeah. You need maybe a little bit of tie up after that, yes, to, to tie up some of the looser ends, yeah. but the ending and the way it did actually yeah. end, just, it absolutely did. It really took me, just attracted yeah. me so much. You know? it, it, brought a, it brought a sort of like an unrealism to it. Yeah. And it, the film, that sort of, the film itself is striving for a realism. Yeah, which it achieves. It achieves mostly. Ten minutes before the end, you're like, fuck. No, it just destroys what, that, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And, it's, it's, and it felt like, and that, when you it, it feels like almost like fake emotion, like it's trying to earn yeah. emotion out of you. And, it's like, and I think we were saying it's maybe because of the certifications at 12 there. The wide, wide so more of an ending. They kind of had to go Disney with ending. They couldn't really go, you know, when everyone fucking dies because there's 12 year old kids sitting in the audience. Possibly, yes. I, I don't know if that's why, but yeah, the, the ending really. I'm quite passionate about this film. You like yeah, this film? John Cho. John Cho. Nice John Cho does it for you. Um, next film uh, on the list is one that I saw straight after searching. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't go to see it with me. It's a film called Yardy. Um, directed by Idris Elba. Or Idris Elba. Is this his debut? Debut feature. Well, he's done a few I think, music videos, done a few sort of playhouse. Done episodes, I would imagine. Yeah, so this is plenty of for on this. Um, plot of this film is there's a young man who um, sees his uncle get shot in Jamaica um, over a drug gang feud um, he then gets taken under the wing of one of the gangsters because they didn't want, they didn't really mean for he get his, his uncle to die to look after him he gets involved in the, the gang but he does something stupid and he gets sent to London basically to hide out and not start another gang war in Jamaica right. while he's in London he meets his, his wife and his um, child that he's not really seen very much of and at the same time is still trying still basically causing trouble in London uh, set during the 19... 19- 70s, 80s? 80s punks in it, so 80s. 80s, yeah. Since the 1980s. Um, Just for the, 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 the rest of the world, what's a yardy? I actually don't know. No, just like a Jamaican gangster. I think so, yeah. I think they call me yardy. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah. it means either like immigrant. Yeah, is that guessing yeah. what it is? I'm, yeah, I think so. I've generally no idea. Um, and this is what I'm going to get to this film, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, starring Stephen Graham, who you probably know... British actor, he's in tons of stuff. Is that the Liverpool looking guy? Yes. He, he, do you know what? It's horrible. He looks like a scouser. He does look like a scouser. If somebody said you would describe a scouser, scouser you'd say Stephen Graham. You go. Yeah. Him and Craig Charles, yeah. that's who you would describe scouser. a scouser. Um, he's in it. You've got um, Emil, uh, Amil Amin, who plays the main role. He's from Kid, Al- Kid Adulthood. He was in that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, you've got Naomi Ake and Sheldon Shepard, who I don't really know him very well, but we've been in a lot of TV and sort of bit parts here and there. Um, it is an interesting idea, a flick about redemption um, in sort of like family and you know what family you have, you know, either you know, the family you've, you're born into, the family you, be- who you belong to, the family you want to belong to, the family you want to have and, and how you deal with or sometimes keep them all separate, sometimes intermingle them in some, t- in some way um, and also there is a sense that it's a coming of age because he is quite young, right. you know, because he's, maybe he's only about, about 19 supposed to be in the film, 1920, okay. so he is still a young man and he's still trying to grow up and He's going from a world in Jamaica where he knows that world and it's dangerous where he goes to London where it's equally as dangerous but he has no idea of what the city is, you know, it's under territory. Unfortunately for myself, and this is not going to be everybody, I couldn't understand the film. And it's as in not in the film as complicated. Not, not film, complicated, no. I couldn't understand that the, the, the dialogue. Yeah. Um the, the accents are so impenetrable to me at times. It was, it was very, very thick Jamaican like native accent 
alongside like that they do the Jamaican accent does that thing when it shortens words quite a bit. You know, it's yeah. sort of it's it's almost you know they take T's and H's off and they miss out the letters and stuff like that. So it becomes it's very sort of almost not quite pidgin English, but it's kind of getting to that point where it's very very difficult to understand. And people some people will get it and they'll be okay with it. But I, I equate it to people who like I always hear friends from like Australia and from down south who say they can't watch something like Rapsy Nisbet or yeah. they can't watch something like even Still Game or Train of Fact, Train Spotting even, yeah. where it's a very thick Scottish accent. They find they want subtitles. I'm going, how stupid can you be? It's dead easy what you're saying. They're just saying this, 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 and that. Why it's dead easy to understand is- because we grow up in that environment. We know the we know the language. This is the same idea. I didn't. I don't know anyone who's Jamaican to be honest, and there's not really a big Jamaican culture in, in Scotland really yeah. to the point where you, you hear this accent all the time, you'd understand this version of it. So when I was watching the film, I was maybe getting twenty percent of the actual spoken yeah. dialogue. Um, there was a bit at the start of it they have a sort of a voiceover that explains things that are happening on screen at the same time. Yeah. And people, people are saying something, then it'll do a dial it'll do a voiceover. And that does genuinely feel like the studio's done the same thing to Elmer like You've got to put something in here to make sure people understand to give them a bit of context as to yeah. what's going on because otherwise it's you don't understand what's happening. I, I was going purely on like, kind of like actions of people. Like I'm going like, okay, I think he's good, I think he's bad. Okay, he's done that. That's it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going with that. And I'm not an idiot. I'm not. It's not. Yeah. I, I do watch a lot of films of, of varying quality and Ethnicity, things. Yeah. Yeah. The and, and so I'm it just I, I really struggle with it all the way yeah. through it. And it was. But then didn't they, um, in America, didn't they subtitle transport? Yeah, they did. And yeah. they maybe kind of trust up, they maybe should have yeah. subtitled this up here because it, it, I wouldn't want, I felt if you made them go like, try and speak more Anglified, that would be seen as sort of, what's the word, cultural appropriation. Yeah, you feel like you're, yeah, you're, you can't do that. You're not being yeah. true to the, yeah. to the actual the story of what this is. But if you want people to enjoy the story, you've got to try and make sure they understand the story and know what's happening. I think maybe subtitles might have been a good option, but everyone knows you put subtitles on a film it knocks so much off your box office already and a film like this particular which is basically the only thing this film has got and going in its place right now is the fact that Idris Elba people love him and he's directing it that's what that's what the big push on this film yeah. is you know so if you like out or Idris Elba directing a Jamaican film with subtitles that's going to that's going to limit the yeah. audience of who's going to see um, that film outwift that part of it in terms of having an eye for a scene and stuff for that how yeah, is it? No, said, as, a, as, a, as a film director and, and it's, um, finding you know, the, the structure of it yeah. and it's the, the mise-en-scene if you will yeah. it's totally fine it's yeah. totally, you can see that he clearly knows how to use a camera he clearly knows what he's doing with it he, there's good structure to it um, maybe he could get his actors maybe to uh, uh, some, of the, some of the scenes I think maybe the actors could be a bit more directed sort of just pushing the right direction a little bit more they just wander a little bit yeah. but for a debut flick and for a guy obviously been around film sets he knows what he's doing yeah. and he's picked up a lot he's, there's definitely talent there that he probably could totally use um, but just I think he needs to find the, the if this story if this story was again about show mostly a Boston family I would probably totally be fine with it yeah. it's literally acting just because I found totally impressive just watch someone who moved out of 10 because of the I couldn't answer 5.5 yeah. and it's, it's, I think people will like it still. people will like it and I for the most part did enjoy parts of it but when you don't understand 8% of the film's dialogue then you're going to struggle with it yeah, yeah. so that's, that's that one um, on to the next one unless it's Planet Apes you must have Planet Apes can't you? Oh, they fucking grunt quite a lot yeah. subtitled up in there right <laughs> They do sub- they do subtitles in it, clearly. Yeah. They do sign language. So you know what's happening. You always know what's going on. You need to know what's going on. The audience has to know what's happening in a film. If you don't know what's going on in the film, then you're going to struggle with what's to, to follow anything. Yeah. Um, so, next film. Um, saw it last night. It's called Action Point. Starring everyone's favourite Noxo. Johnny. Johnny. Um, directed <laughs> by a guy called Tim Kirby, who is his debut film. Done lots of TV work. Like lots of um, like Brooklyn Nine Nine and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Right. Yeah, comedy vehicles, yeah. Comedy stuff, comedy, yeah. yeah, and you can see that in this. Um, so, Johnny Knoxville said, Eleanor Worthington Cox, um, Chris Pontus, and Dan Backendall, I think his name is. Plot of the film is Johnny Knoxville owns a theme park um, back in the 70s. Yep. The theme park's going to get shut down because it's the worst theme park in the world because it's, just, it's basically a health trap, yep. you know, health and safety nightmare. Um, and he's basically trying to raise enough money to try and keep the park open all at the same time, reconnecting with his teenage daughter who's grown up and Hates him. Hates him for yeah. being run away. No, she, she actually does love him, but she hates yeah. some parts about him. Um, and at the same time, bond their friendship and also the people in the, in the theme park. Um, it, it, it's honest. Is it Jackass like? 
Jackass Light, it's insanely fucking weak, to be honest. Yeah. I was, it runs for 86 minutes, I think yeah. it is. And it felt like a long 86 minutes. Why is it? Do you know I think? It knows it wants to be meatballs. Right. Or even, say, Empire Records or something along those, you know, Weekend at Bernie, something that kind of, that teen coming of age fun movie, you know, like that, like, let's have a, let's do a big show to order to save this. It's, it's trying to do that. Yeah. But it's so wrapped up and only showing Johnny Knoxville that you don't get anyone else in the film to have any sort of personality. Because you think about Meatball, for example. Meatball's launched by Murray. Murray's not the main actor in Meatball's. You know, but it's, yeah. you know, even stuff like Stripes. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's the actors who are supporting the main role that make that film really interesting. Yeah. Um, you've no interest in who the other people are. You don't know anything so, about them. They're, yeah. just, they're basically almost stereotypes, you they're know. They're dare to bolster Johnny Knox. Ah, but not even, they're not even on screen enough to actually bolster them. Just, it's just him forcing these jokes. And like you said, it is jackass like. It's a lot of very stunt work, but it's stunt work people falling over, doing, going down hills at high speed. And you're kind of going, this felt funny about what 15 years ago yeah. now seeing a guy who's now 50 doing it it feels less funny it feels more sad what annoys me with Knoxville is I think Knoxville can act I don't think he's a bad actor I think he, he can actually act and I think there's roles out there that he could probably do probably but yeah instead he's you know he's trying to live in this previous fucking glory that he had yeah. and it's like you don't move, move on and get better you know be better and do more and it's also I think like if you go on YouTube there's a thousand kids a million kids doing this shit yeah. already yeah. and it used to be the jackass the place you would go and watch people be really dumb and stupid yeah. now like turn on the TV you'll do like five get shows anywhere. get yeah. anywhere and it just feels really kind of lazy and just sort of dull that's a shame man and just generally insanely unfunny like I do yeah. not remember laughing once during the whole film. Was there, was there a bigger audience in for it? Or? Seven people. Okay. So it was not bringing people in. So more interestingly then, just to try and give it a bit more kind of context and, and kind of give a bit of life into it, is it's based on a true story. It is based on a true story. Now. Which is really interesting more than the movie itself. Have you listened to The Dollop? No, I've not. I've not it, but I've not listened to The it. Dollop do a whole podcast about an hour and a half on it, about the actual theme park, it's called Mountain View theme park, right. it's called. Um, it only shut down in 2003, but the story of the actual events are properly fucking insane yeah. and there is, there is generally there is a story there it's a yeah. funny story and it can be played for laughs but if you start throwing about like trying to make just Morton Church and Guy Ford on Hills and that, that lose any sort of interest yeah. you have in the, in the actual any sort Take of story the away for Johnny to let the film breathe almost yeah uh, you, could have made, you could have made a very funny like I said Meatball Stripes Empire Records-esque type film but they just don't because they did focus on John Otto too much and just yeah very dull but I, I take it he's involved in production somewhere yeah. or something it's, you know, it's his vehicle and that's, that's why it's the Johnny Knoxville show absolutely and he's, I'm sure he's producing it I'm thinking he might even be involved in the story or writing yeah. of it in some way so yeah. yes he's definitely heavily involved in it so yeah. it's definitely it's, that's a shame and that's what you notice guys like good comedians are happy to give up a joke to somebody yeah you know mm. they, they, they don't have to be the funny they're, they're happy to give up a, a joke to someone else to be funny He's not willing to do that. He wants to be the guy who gets the laughs. You know, like I was watching the Netflix special recently, the Steve Martin one. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Right. And they basically spend the entire thing just setting each other up. Yeah. And no matter how often they try and set each other up, the other person just trying to set up back. So, so there's almost no punchline to a lot of the stuff because they're just trying, just back and forward, they're trying, back to, make, trying to make the other person be the funny one. And then because of that, it just that's, what, that's yeah. what good comedy is. It's willing to give up, be the sacrifice and give up the joke to make something make it funnier. To make it funnier, I guess. Uh, yeah. Because I do like Knoxville. Do you know? Do, 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 he has got a bit of charm about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's just a shame. Um, he's, he's older now. 50. Do, do you say it yeah, yeah, or do you feel like this is an old guy that you know, shouldn't be? It felt. Watching a fifty-year-old man do it felt sad. Yeah, it didn't. It's kind of like watching an old boxer. Yeah, um, you know, or an old, you know, some like an old guy used to do something like that. You yeah, shouldn't have to do this anymore. You, sh- now, yeah. you should have been. A, you should be able to like, move on from this. Man. Out of ten, would you give a four? Ooh, that, that's like the lowest I think I've heard you give anything a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's really, go below five. But yeah, yeah absolutely. You're quite forgiving usually, even cheap. Yeah, no. Okay, four. Didn't laugh. Found it thoroughly boring and was looking at my watch throughout it, and the watch did not move quick enough. Did you sit there grumpy? Yeah. Grumpy? I just sat there just feeling like, oh, this is bad. That's a shame. Bad film. Um, the last film. Last film. 
which makes up for Ashley Point. It's a film called Upgrade. Upgrade. Yeah, directed by Lee Wannell. Or Wannell, who directed Insidious 3. Is that the one where get over the cast? I have no idea about Insidious 3. I think it's the one where get over the cast. I think I've seen Insidious 1, 2 maybe. And Me and you seen three in the cinema, I think. Maybe. Did we? It's the one she, she gets away in the cast and she falls over and shit. Honestly, I can have no recollection of that I've film whatsoever. I've just described any horror movie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no recollection of that film whatsoever. Um, but it's um, written by, like I said, Reed Wano. Um, he's an actor, writer, so this is him trying to use his own, his own, his own, his own thing. Um, the plot of the film is essentially um, Logan Marshall Green uh, is a guy who's set in the near future where he doesn't really want to embrace the future. He doesn't like the idea of digital and everything's like self-driving cars like kind of shit. He likes to get dirty with like you know the, the real engines and all that kind of shit. But his wife works in a they make parts for people. There's, there's an accident, possibly an accident, possibly not an accident. You're not really sure. Right. His wife ends up dead. He ends up paralysed. But one of her clients, one of his clients who he makes stuff for, has developed a chip that you put in the back of your spine that will basically stop him being paralysed. Right. Sort of like Doc Ock style. Yeah. Um, but as the film goes on, the, the, the chip starts to talk to him and becomes sort of sentient and he you know, starts and can take control of his body. Like how? Kind of like how, but how yeah. but, but how controls your body rather than just yeah. the chip. Um, I probably not saying this film very well, basically him and it's not called Hal, it's called something else. <laughs> Go about trying to track down people who, who possibly killed his wife. Okay. And that's the basic story. So it's, like so it's Death Wish with Hal? Death Wish with Robocop. Right, Robocop, okay. Death Wish with a bit of Matrix in there. Okay. Um, I thought it was fucking fantastic. Like, I genuinely really enjoyed Is it. Is it a dystopian or utopian future? It's mainly. It's, it's a. I would say it's utopian if you're in the right place, and dystopian if you're in the wrong place. Right, okay. Oh, okay. Some people get like, everyone's, a lot of people get these body modifications on it, so you've got guys who have got like basically shotguns built into their hand, their arms. Right. So the bone becomes a shotgun and they can shoot out the palm of their hand. Okay. And they can lo- they load in like sort of at the shoulder, not the shoulder, the elbow. They load right. shots in there and they can fire like sort of. Which is pretty, you see, you can, that's fucking really weird, but that's really kind of badass. It works, yeah. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Some of the guys have got like stuff where they can like sort of. Like, I can do stuff with eyes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of kind of that stuff going on. Um, and some people are very rich and enjoying this, some people are not. Yeah, like, like, like any advance in technology, when it's done right, it's great, but because not everyone can afford it, there will be sort of the low end people who would try to do it on the cheap. Yeah. That's what you're looking at now. Right, um, okay. Logan Marshall Green from Invitation and Prometheus, he plays the main type role. He is excellent, he plays it so well. Plays a guy who's actually a under the control of something else really well. Yeah. Does a little bit of a Peter Weller robot Robocop walk, which I really appreciated. Um, it's just it's a really well done sci-fi. It's it's really cleverly well done. How are the effects? There's not a lot in it. You don't need to have a lot in it. It sells a few things early on. Yeah. And then after that you're in the world, you don't have to there's no like sort of it's it's not like Blade Runner or shits, you know, no. it's just constantly in your face, so this is the future. It's made pretty, made pretty small budget. You see stuff like tables are like sort of all glass and you can, and you can see meshes on them, so yeah. it's sort of like, I think it's, it, it's really very real technology. Yeah. Um, and everything else is very much played sort of down in the sort of, it's quite like the sort of lower end of society. You don't have to make everything sort of very flashy, it can be dirty and nasty. Yeah. Um, it's very funny as well at times. It is exceptionally brutal as well as some real fun. Right. You go, you go, oh, fuck, I did not expect that to happen. And says a lot about it. It's engaging. It's only on for a hundred minutes. Yeah. Engaging for every minute of it. Like you're totally invested in what's happening. It's not getting much for at least so. It's just it's kind of been sneaked in there, isn't it? There's no. It's a bit of a shame. I think fanfare about it. It's, it's a, a bloom. It's a Bloomhouse film. Yeah. yeah. It didn't do great in America. It didn't get a big sort of um, box in America. I think because that made the one of its skin. like let's get it out, get what we can back on it, and that's about it. It's not they're not like putting any more money into advertising it. Mm. Which is a real shame. I, I generally get it as a proper sci-fi cult classic. I reckon ten years time people still watch this film going that's a damn that's a really, really good film. It's really good I really want to see it. You're making me want to see it more now. Yeah. Like it's on in about half an hour I'm actually tempted to go back and see it again. Yeah, that's that's really? generally how good it is. Oh okay. Um, what I do like about Bloomhouse as well, Bloomhouse I've, I've noticed are sort of the good version of Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they take an idea from, they give guys who have not done stuff a lot of stuff before, like Lee Wano, they've done, give them a chance to do a film, and they give them all the space and time to do it, and you do what you want, we'll, we'll keep the budget to like say, five million, that's what you've got to do with it. I'm sure they do give some level of notes, yeah. but people work within that budget, and they, and they, they seem to be able to structure it better. 
Whereas Netflix almost gives too much freedom. Where we seem to get the films where most of Netflix's output is sort of very, it seems like a first pass for script. Right. Whereas this seems like it's very it's refined, they know what they're doing with it, and I feel that's maybe the Blumhouse Studio idea. They know how to construct a movie. It doesn't always work. But they so know they've that. got a template in place. Stick with the template. Do what you want. Within this, yeah. Ah, they know it doesn't always work. Maybe the idea is not strong enough, but they know structure how something's going to run and how to make it on that budget and things like that. And that's that's what I like about them. And I think they're like a guy who's not done much in the past. A chance. Always got to appreciate that. We've discussed before. They've got this safety net. Uh, you know, we're only going to give you this budget because they know they'll get at least a return. Yeah, well, they give them five million to make this. If this makes us make money, which I think it will make money yes. eventually, but if it doesn't make money, fuck, we'll bring out Pudge Anarchy, which will make 150 million. Yeah. So everything we're, doing, everything we're doing this year is covered by one film. Yeah, so it's safe. We're safe. We've also, also invested, they've also got money in the Halloween movie coming out. That's right. So they yeah, go, yeah, that's, that's going to make shit money. So they, yeah. because they've got a show where they, they, they can do that, they know, they know where their cash cows are, and that allows them to do other things. Like, they made Whiplash. Yeah. They were involved in Whiplash, you know, that's not a Blumhouse film you respect, but that, they're involved it's in that heavily. Get Out is a horror film, but it's, it's more than a horror film, yeah. and again, that's made in a low enough budget, so there's very little risk involved, they gave this guy a chance to do a, a comedian, to do something different, everyone probably going like, oh, why? Like, that makes them quite let him do that, he like, again, low risk, if it pulls yeah. off, we make money out of it, if it doesn't Watch. pull off, we give a shit. No. And it turns into the biggest phenomenal film in the past, like, what, five, six years, it comes, it comes huge. And it's a good, good model to work on. Good model to work on, so yeah. It's, it's good for us, isn't it? Because yeah. we're getting to, like, films like I can upgrade where something yeah. a bit different, and mm. you know, it's because they've got this model in place that lets yeah. them try. Yeah, this film, it might not be seen by too many people just now, but I'm hoping it's one of the films that will get an audience on DVD, Netflix, eventually, we're going to Netflix, all that kind of stuff. It'll get the audience that way, because it deserves to be seen by a lot more people. Cool. That's absolutely fantastic. I would give it a 9 out of 10. Wow. It could possibly get in my top 10 this year. Wow. Yeah. Like, I was pretty sure Black Panther was a knock-on guarantee for top 10, but this is almost as much of a guarantee as well. You scored at Highland in, in Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. I, I was 100% sure Black Panther was the film of the, the week this week, Yeah. and then I saw this last night, I was like, holy shit. I want to see it again just because I want to know it was a, such, such a downer after Action Point. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it? You know, you, you've just been beaten up so much, but you know. Anything that's even yeah. confident is good. Yeah. And you'll make you'll give an extra couple of points because of that. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to know. I want to again. Just make sure. No, is it as good a thing as I yeah. think it is? But I would be intrigued to make sure it's just as good as I think it is. Give it a few days to settle. Yeah. 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 Um, so but that's all the films we're out this week. Next What's week. Out next week. Yeah. We've got the Nun, which, which is, is getting past poor. It is it's now. Is, is it, Fourth spin-off from the Conjuring world. Yeah, yeah Conjuring, Conjuring Two, Annabelle done on, and Annabelle Patient. Um, so a spin-off as well. So, this so the fifth. there's actually more spin-offs than there is actual Conjuring films now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it looks terrible, but it's directed by Corin Hardy. Who you like? I like him as well. Directed The Hallows, yeah. and he's apparently been trying to direct the The Crow. Yeah. He just can't get it off the ground. This is yeah. film, but. The Hallows mean you both love the Hallows. We really liked it, but was it was it flashing the band? Or is it no, it's more like can he work within the studio system? It's just, the conjuring is not Bloomhouse, is it? I think it is actually. I think, think it may be. Maybe maybe Bloomhouse yeah, as well. I think it is. Okay. Sure can he work within that model? Maybe. Who knows? We'll give them all the credit earlier on, so who knows? We'll see. Um, so that's out. You've got American Animals, which is out. Jim and Jeff. It's you college kids. It's a heist movie? Heist movie, college kids try to rob a library of books. Expensive okay. books. Right, okay. It looks very funny, very dark, and you know, almost Tarantino esque. I think they're all obsessed by movies. True so story? They, yes. Yeah. I think that's the real people actually in it. Directed, I, can't name, I can't remember, but it's a guy who directed The Imposter. The that. documentary film about the guy who's sort of is in Spain, pretends to be like a Texan schoolboy. Have you ever seen it? No. Watch it, phenomenal movie. Find creepy it. Oh, it's creepy as fucking yeah. hell. Okay. Amazing couple of questions. I'm sure if you ask Lorraine about it, she'll know the story. Right, okay. okay. Ask her to give it an explanation to it. Uh, you've also got one called The Seagull. Yeah. Which I'm not really sure what it's about. It seems like sort of a, sort of, it looks very hairy fairy, sort of middle class people doing middle class things while yeah. on holiday. Yeah. Um, but with a darkness to it somehow. With a seagull. With a seagull, maybe. I'm, yeah. again, intrigued to see it. <laughs> There's one out that's getting a very limited release, which I do want to see, but maybe tough to try and find. 
um, starring Hit Girl, whose name I'm now blanking on. Oh, Grace Martins. Called The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Ah, right, I know the one. It's one about sort of the gay conversion camp yeah. that some people back yeah, from. Yeah, that sounds really, really intriguing. Yeah, the girl's sent off to gay conversion, and um, it's a true story. I it's, it's not a true story, it's based on. Yeah, I think it is, maybe. Based on the elements of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. intrigued by that as well. Yeah, so that's out as well. Yeah. But it's not getting much of a release, it's normally it's very slim to cinemas. Um, and the big release, which is out on Wednesday next week, is The Predator. The Predator, starring everyone's favourite Predator. The predator. predator, yeah. <laughs> um, Who's the big names in it? There's no... Hal Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook. Oh, Not Hal Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook. Yes. Logan, have you seen Logan? The guy, with, yeah. the guy who hugs Logan and Logan. Oh, right, him. Yeah. Is that the biggest name in it? I think so. Oh, well, Peel from Key and Peel's in it as well. Oh, no, Key from Key and Peel's in it. I don't know that, is that it? Right. Him, big, he's a black guy in it. Shane Black is the, the director. Olivia Munn's in it as well. Oh, they're really kidding me. Olivia Munn's in it. And also, the boy from Room, Jeff Joseph, Jacob Fembley. Again, there's no big names in that. There's no big names in that. But that may be a good thing, though. Maybe a good thing, because that means everyone can die. It may be. Um, Predator films, I'm a big, big fan of Predator, and I even so much as you I even quite enjoyed Requiem and stuff like that. So. No one enjoyed Requiem. I'll give you Alien vs. Predator 1, you can almost watch the Requiem more. I like that. Requiem was alright. I just like Predators. I'm, I'm, I like Predators. I'm pretty much tolerant and doing anything yeah. wrong at museum. So yeah. We'll see. I'm looking for, we're going to see it some Wednesday, and it's the first venture out for a while for cinema. It's, it's, it's almost like it's been a proper get together for yeah, that one. Yeah, so we're we'll looking forward to that, so we can talk about that next week. What where can people find us? Um, you can find us at Three Beers in a Movie at Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep. Dot com for most of them. Yes. Um, you know, you know where to find us. Yeah. Um, right. So we're getting some um, some listeners from from far flung regions, I believe. We're getting listeners from we're big in Holland, sir. Holland, right? Okay. Holland. Um, where else? I don't know. some African nations have listened as well, you know, Morocco. Morocco. Right. Bhutan. This is my challenge to myself. Bhutan. I've got people got coming down. I don't think no, Nepal. 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 I want Bhutanese listeners. So this is, this is our challenge, just to get some Bhutanese listeners. So if anyone out there knows anyone from Bhutan. Bhutan. <laughs> or just go and visit Bhutan and download it. <laughs> Spread the word. Yeah. I've been Colin McKay. You've been Richard. And we have been... 